Sipping is facing a changing landscape in the coming years, mainly because very challenging emission targets have been set for 2030 and net zero emission target for 2050 here at WFW, because we have the largest maritime dedicated team in the world, we we have the, you know, the privilege of, of working in headline deals. And that's something that I enjoy very much and I'm proud of. So all this change that's coming up, it creates a lot of, let's say, challenging, but in, in a nice way, aspects uh, in our work. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast. You're listening to the latest episode in our Practice Area Profile series, in which we speak to practicing lawyers about what it's like in their area of the law. This episode is in collaboration with Watson, Farley and Williams and is all about working in shipping law. You'll hear from partner Marinos Papadopoulos as he discusses his career as a dual qualified lawyer in Greece and England and Wales. He discusses why he pursued this career path, his specialism, how his role has changed between associate and partner, and what's going on in the world of shipping at the moment. We hope you enjoyed this practice area profile. You can read the full write-up of the profile on Law Careers Net and find out more about training at Watson, Farley and Williams via the link in the podcast description. Don't forget, you can also tune in to our regular podcast episodes sponsored by the University of Law. Over to Maranos. My name is Marinos Papadopoulos and I'm a partner in the assets and structural finance team in Watson Farland Williams in London. I specialize in non-contentious shipping. I act mainly on behalf of ship owners, private equity funds that want to invest into shipping. And I advise in any kind of contract that relates to a ship, for example, shipbuilding contracts, charter parties, ship management agreements, sale and purchases of vessels, and of course, ship financings for vessels. So I studied law at the Democritus University of Thrace in Greece. Then after that, I did my LLM in University College of London. Actually, I didn't follow the, uh, let's say, the traditional English training contract route because, uh, as I mentioned, uh, I studied law in Greece. I then trained in in a small Greek law firm that actually did shipping disputes. But then, as soon as I qualified, I, I joined Watson Farland Williams, with which I have spent all of my qualified years. I think it's worth also mentioning that I'm dual qualified. I'm, I'm a lawyer in Greece and a solicitor in England. I think my highlight from the very early years in, in Watson Farland in Greece was that it was all the exposure that I was getting to deals and the fact that, you know, I, I was negotiating directly with the other side. I was attending signing meetings and closing meetings. So that was one of the most interesting aspects of my early years in, in Athens. So um, I have specialized in, in non-contentious shipping and I advise in any kind of contract that relates to, to a ship, shipping contracts, charter parties, uh, ship management agreements, selling purchase of vessels and ship financing. I chose to specialize in the shipping because for, for various reasons. Initially, uh, shipping is a, it's a huge industry in Greece and my family has been serving in this industry in various capacities. So it was kind of, it, it was an industry 
that was, I was very familiar with uh, from the early stage. But also another reason that I joined this industry is because it's very international. And at my during my academic years, I, I was very interested in international law. I was taking part in uh, Model United Nations, etc. And I find that aspect of the shipping industry very interesting. There isn't one deal that it's it, it only covers one jurisdiction. All of the deals are multi-jurisdictional. And here WFW, because we have the largest maritime dedicated team in the world, we we have the you know the privilege of, of working in headline deals, and that's something that I enjoy very much and I'm proud of. So day to day, most of the times there are various deals that are running simultaneously. So from the time I log on, I prioritize the urgency of the various matters and the various emails that have come in overnight. And I'm dealing with the more urgent ones initially, but always trying to, to cover all the issues that have come up. Of course, at my stage, I delegate a lot of um, work to associates and trainees. And this is this is the one aspect that is true in my area, that both trainees and more junior associates have a lot of exposure to deals. And if if they are proactive, that's even better. They, they can, you know, they can have a lot of actual impact in every every single deal. My work now is different in the sense that not only I'm, I'm advising clients on, uh, on various deals, I'm also focusing a lot on generating business and bringing in clients and gaining more work from existing clients or getting in new clients. So it's not only the purely legal aspect of our work, it's uh, it's this additional step of what we can more call a business development. I think I, I can also I can also add that now at my stage, uh, I think I'm delegating more work rather than doing the drafting. I'm I'm reviewing the drafting of of trainees and and junior associates, and I'm in a position where I can overview more deals at the same time because there are people acting on them and running with them. That's one important difference. Case the deal management aspect of it. So coming in the role of the, as an associate in a, in SIP finance and in transactional work, I cannot say that I, I really had a lot of expectations or I didn't know what was coming up. But what transpired and what actually was kind of an aspect that I really enjoy is that all the interaction with the the various parties that are involved in every in every single deal. And as I mentioned before, the the international aspect of uh, of the deals, the fact that yes, we are advising on the English law aspects of of the deals, which are it's the the main the main jurisdiction. But there are always other jurisdictions involved. You're liaising with foreign councils. You're liaising and with with a client with the other party with the lawyers of the other party so it's this this aspect of the the role in a in a transactional shipping lawyer's life that it's it's very enjoyable and you do not really anticipate when you are starting at the beginning coming out of law school you you think that you've probably only be advising on law and you're not really not many people um you know, expect how commercial you commercially aware, but also commercial in your advice you need to be in order to make a deal happen. 
Subin is facing a changing landscape in the coming years, mainly because very challenging emission targets have been set for 2030 and net zero emission target for 2050. This creates a lot of developments in, in shipping and all the other players in the shipping industry are focusing on how to meet these environmental targets and how to make shipping more sustainable. There's new technologies that are being tested, alternative fuels, and still there is no solution that gets us there. I'm not sure if there's going to be one solution that fills all type of or all sectors of the shipping industry. But this is what makes it at the moment very interesting and at the same time very challenging. Also, this creates the need for funding, for more funding. No, I'm not sure if, if the traditional shipping lenders will cover all that. Probably not, because there is the need for also more equity investment into, into shipping. So all this change that is coming up, it creates a lot of, let's say, challenging, but in, in a nice way, aspects uh, in our work. But also, I think another another aspect that will come up in the ESG spectrum, environmental is, is a big point, but also social will also be, I feel that shipping companies will also f- start focusing on the S and then the G of the ESG uh, more in the future. Focusing on the finance world, what's going on is the the LIBOR transition and the fact that the LIBOR is being discontinued. So all the SIM finance loans are being amended in order to incorporate the alternative rates, mainly uh, SOFRA. But on the more commercial shipping side of things, it's mainly, mainly focusing on, I think, again, in the environmental aspect, we have an increase in interest in investments in offshore wind farming installation vessels which is which is interesting because that wasn't really an area that people were very active in the past and now this has become very interesting area and we see that people are investing in this in this area and there are various deals and projects that are going on in the offshore wind farm sector i would like to add that at the moment also the ongoing war in ukraine and all the energy instability that this has created it has created new projects in the lng um, sphere with various fsrus that are in need now and like countries that were not reliant on on fsrus are now looking for and are chartering fsrus like germany is is an example of that, but other countries as well. Law is a, is an excellent career, but it's also an excellent. It has a great academic value for me because I I see law as the as the backbone of the society. Dictates how everything in our society can work, if not everything, most of the things in a society can work. So it's it's good when you come out of high school and and you go and study law. I think all of a sudden you're in a position to understand the, the society better at a business level, but also. Uh, uh, on, a, on an individual level. So I think that that's the most interesting aspect of, of law. And then working in law, it's, and especially in a, in a transactional, as a transactional solicitor, I, I find it a very, a very rewarding work when, when you see that the deal that you have worked very hard on ultimately closes and all the parties are happy with, uh, with the outcome.
the thing that I I didn't anticipate when I was starting off is how the the what we discussed earlier about the the business development aspect of the world. So coming out of of law school or just starting your training, you you're thinking, oh, this I need to be very good in my legal knowledge, and I need to do the perfect drafting and give the the best advice which is true and that's what you're being asked to do but later on there is the additional aspect of our work which is the the business development the the point about going out and uh, networking and gaining new clients and getting more work from existing clients this is something that i i wasn't i cannot say that i was prepared from when i was first starting 